about the life of Joseph and it's intriguing to me I saw what he went through I read about a boy, somebody who had a dream and all of us have some kind of dream we all have some type of dreams and seeing a dream going through challenges and at the end seeing the dream being fulfilled. And all of us in our life, what we want to see is a dream that we have at the end we'll be able to fulfill it. In pursuing it, there are things that he went through. I've heard and read many books talking about how to fulfill your dreams, how to fulfill your dreams, and they've given us point by point, and I appreciate all those ones. But I realize that those things are very good, but I realize that to every dream, the God factor is the most important. I saw that all that I have read about bringing your dream to pass, the God factor is a constant in his life. So, I read, let's look at Genesis. When the father even wanted to, mar- uh, to marry the mother, you know, who is Joseph's mother Biki <laughs> who is Joseph's mother Rachel so some say Ra Rahel Rachel Rachel whatever name you call depending on which the teacher that taught you
the mother marrying the father <coughs> was a battle. In fact, the choice of Jacob was Joseph's mother. But it did not come very easy. How do you know that? When he wanted to marry the mother, he saw himself ending up marrying another woman. As if the vision had been aborted. He said, that's what I want. The man said, okay. If you want, you have to serve a perfect service. Seven years. He did whatever dream you have. It doesn't matter the price they put to it. You will pursue it. If it is a dream from God in your heart, you don't give up. He pursued it until he got what his heart desired. But that it did not end there. If we read Genesis chapter 30, Verse 1. He said, Now when Rachel, how do you call Rachel, you've confused me, saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied what? He envied what? Her sister. And said to Jacob, Give me children, or else I die. She was so desperate. I am the one you love, I am the one you've saved. And when it was my time, my sister came in and took my blessing. When I got into my sister, I've been giving birth to children. The one you don't love, she's giving you children. The one you love has become very difficult. So he said, now Jacob, give me what? Give me what? Children or what? Some of us threaten God like that. Give me a husband or I die. Die. <laughs> so we try to threaten God with our need that if we don't do this, God, I die. Die. You know the only person God is telling you that, look, you are human like others in the Bible. I remember even the great Elijah. After a great victory on the Mount of Camel, 
and bringing water, the rain, opening the heavens. One man standing against the powers that supported Rachel, he was able to overcome their act. Jezebel, he was able to overcome them. But when it came to a time and Jezebel said, hey, go and tell Elijah that tomorrow by this time, if his head is on top of his neck, then I am not Jezebel. And this shouldn't even frighten this great man of God. Because if he was able to contend against these great powers and was able to call fire from heaven and had the ability to, you know, Elijah, that's not the first time he called power, fire. The, when the people were coming to arrest him, he would speak and say, fire come and fire consume them. 50 will come and say, fire come. He said, until <laughs> he started. He, the guy had power to call fire. You have all this power. Why are you afraid of a powerless woman? At a point, we all forget about the power we have. When you are confronted as a Christian by certain circumstances, sometimes the Christ in you, you forget. And that's why some people begin to go to uh, 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 with doctors and other places. Meanwhile, the power in them, he cried. He said, God, you know, the first time I had, but he said that day, journey into he went to them, he cried, he said, no, look at, and he prayed the second part, that he might what? Elijah heard it, and he prayed that he might do what? Die! I think that Elijah didn't mean that. Sometimes you can be desperate and you pray some prayer. If you wanted to die, you didn't need to pray. <laughs> There's somebody say, I will take off your head. So why praying, asking God that I want to die? Go and die. <laughs> Somebody said, I will kill you. You are going to go, no, you are afraid. Fear said, God, I will die. Let die. If you want to die, this one doesn't need any prayer. Just walk to Jezebel. Jezebel, I have come. And death will meet you. I said that we know God don't kill us. <laughs> you know, we are saying we know that the man is God, he won't do anything. So what I'm saying is that in life, when we have a dream, there are other things that comes. He said, give me a child. She said, give me a child or I die. So Jacob became very angry because children do not come from men. Children are gifts from God. That is why you don't use words against somebody if the person is childless. The person didn't decide to become childless. So we don't grade people by the number of children they have. You don't respect people because they have children or they don't have children. You respect them because they are the children of God. They don't determine 
Then, verse 21. Let me jump to James 20. I'll be just jumping it. Don't worry. Afterward, she bore a daughter and called her name what? Then a time came, she also gave birth. She gave birth to a child. This boy called Joseph. I'm looking for that place. And Joseph, and she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my word. I want the place where Joseph was born. And she called what? His name. She said, God has taken away my word. My reproach. So it's not only Ghana or Africa that when you don't have a child among your, your community, it becomes a reproach to you. In those days, it was like that. She said, God has taken away my reproach. And he called the name what? Joseph. Then this Joseph was loved by his father because Joseph was a son in the old age of Jacob. Akwakuraba. And now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the what? The son of what? His old age. <laughs> also he made him a tunic of many colors and that was his problem. Eventually Rachel Rahel or whatever gave birth to a son and that son was then called Joseph. Then in this Joseph God gave him a dream. He became a dreamer. God put a gift in me, in him. A talent in him. A talent that will help the entire family. A dreamer. An interpreter, interpreter of dreams. The man was linked to dreams. Then he had a dream. And his dream was his problem. The dream was not a bad dream. He didn't decide to dream. It was God who gave him the dream. But he was so excited and he told, I don't know whether he didn't understand even the dream. Then he told his brothers and told his father. But there were different reactions. The mature person, when he hears somebody's dream, there's a different way the person reacts. And when brothers hear brothers and sisters hear your dream, it's a different reaction. And his brother said to him, 
shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. The Bible said his father observed. His brothers hated him, but his father observed what was going to happen. And he told it his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, what is, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Continue. One dream. And his brothers envied him. But his father kept what? The matter in mind. There were two reactions. Who should be more angrier? Your peer level, your brothers, if they bow to you, no problem. But if you're MD, your father is bowing, it is more difficult for the top man to bow to the small boy than you who are just a age group. It is the father who should envy him more. But he kept the thing in mind. His brothers reacted and envied him. So, on that journey, they then planned to kill this boy. And to every dream, every dream goes through People will envy you. People will hate you. Some of you will cry. You want to become great. You don't want, you want people, everybody to like you. It's, a, it's not true. Every greatness comes with enemies. The first portion, he had a nice youth coat. His brothers were on the field. And now when they saw him, Afar off, even before they came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. So one, they will always conspire to kill you and your dream. Because of the dream, there will always be conspiracy against you. The devil will have a conspiracy. Not far away, last Thursday, I preached the enemy within the most dangerous enemy is the enemy within. If any people can be destroyed, it's not an outsider, insider. If a great army, a great nation can be destroyed, not an outsider, insider. If an army can be defeated, not the, the outside army, but the inside traitor. It started from God. The one close to God, Lucifer, insider. He decided to fight, at, to, to overthrow God, the father of all coups. Jesus, Judas Iscariot. But I like, Jesus is our example. Somewhat 
us, the moment we see some people fight, we become angry, want to hate the people back. No, 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 no. Look at Jesus feeding a traitor. He knows the person is going to make them kill me tomorrow. He will put food into his mouth and say, eat. Showing us the way that our battle is not to waste our time hating the people who hate us. But we must love those who even hate us. That is the Christian way. Say, hey, prophet. Not only Judas. Look through the Bible. Everywhere. The enemy within. The first enemy is within you. Some of us, the reason why we are failing is not somebody outside. The one inside. The attitude of the one inside is the one that is making it. The enemy within. So his brothers, it was not an outsider that killed him. When they saw it, this is the dreamer. And the first thing they did was that they will conspire against you. And second, they will not only conspire against you, they will plan to kill you because the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So his purpose is to destroy and to kill and to steal your dreams and make it not come to pass. But there's one factor which I will tell you. And on his way, in every setting, because the will of God is there, he will set somebody among them. Look, don't think everybody in the world hates you. God can set some secret lover who is on your side. Even among your enemies, he will, he will plant him among them who will seek your goodwill. That is why the God factor is very important. That is why you don't have to be fighting your own battle. Trust God. Because he can use those people to make good way for you. And Reuben had it and delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. There was one among them that said, no, let us not kill him. If he had agreed, let's kill him, it won't take five minutes for them to kill him. So there is somebody God will plant that we say, let us not kill your vision. And Ruby said, shed no blood. So he talked and talked and talked. So then they said, okay, let's put him inside what? A pit. Your dream, your enemy would like to bury your dream and kill your dream. And where they put him, there was no water. So they know that by all means you won't come. Some of us, our dreams are in the pit. Taking your dreams, put it in a pit. You are surrounded by a hole. You can't go or you can't come out. Dreamer, inside. Then they took him and cast him into a pit. 
and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. So within some few days, nobody will kill you. You yourself. You will dehydrate and die. So they are waiting for you to go. But God is in all that. The factor was that God was with Joseph. That is what you need. God to be on your side. This well, if you want to make it, have God on your side. So, the pit was there. Then, he thinking that later he will go and come back and pick in. Then some Ishmaelites came and they said, look, why do we uh, uh, waste this guy inside? Let's make some money out of him. So, so that God put in one of them. They said, okay, let's sell him. So, they, 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 they told him, we have someone, don't call me, clink, 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 clink. We have one slave to sell. So, they, they, they sold him as a slave. His own brothers, his own bloodline brothers, brothers, same father, sold him. You know how much they sold him? 20 what? Then the million days passed by. So the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to Ishmaelite for 20 shekels of silver and they took Joseph to Egypt. How many were they? The brothers? 10. So we are two cities. Sold him, shared the money. So the next thing is that your, your dream will be sold. Sometimes people want to sell the dreamer. Go into slavery. He went into slavery. They sold him to Potiphar. He remained a servant, a slave. Most of us' vision and dreams have been enslaved. We have been enslaved with shame. So you are doing all your best, but you are not able to succeed in life because your dream has been enslaved. We try and try and try. Now people want to give up. Sometimes there is a spirit behind. Some of us are Ghana. Prophet, why is that Ghana we are going? I said, no, 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 no. Ghana is not who rules. It's the spirit that rules. If we put anybody there, the spirit comes there. Let's deal with the spirit. Or we'll go around, go around, go around, come back. If the spirit of pull him down, like his brothers, PAG. If it's not me, who will be up there? Who everybody will bow to? Then it shouldn't happen. If that spirit is not cast out, you'll be in opposition, you'll talk differently. You'll be in government, 
you say different thing. You change again, this one will say the same thing you were saying. And you do say what he was saying. We will go round and go round. We need to break it. And it is a church that must break it. Amen. Even in churches, the enemy is within. Amen. Look at the normal people that go to church. Look at the population of Christians in Ghana. Almost 70%. But nobody, politicians don't fear you. Because there's an enemy. You are an enemy to yourself. You have numerical power. But your numerical power can't work because you can be divided over little things not over Christ. Jesus Christ might be our first ultimate goal. For me, Christ is the first. Politics, second. If a politician stands against Christ, I will stand with Christ. It doesn't matter whether you are my brother or sister. If we don't fix our mind like that, people will toss us around left and right. I told some politician, I said, look, you politician, you think you are using the pastors, and the pastors also think they are using you. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's using his other, other person. Why are we doing that? Don't deceive yourself. Everybody thinks he's using his friend. But everybody is for his agenda. But if we have Jesus' agenda, Christ's agenda, as a body of Christ, we will be like Joseph. He never bowed to anything. He was sold into slavery. The next thing is that you are sold into slavery. And when your vision is in slavery, sometimes you, you, you'll be prospering, but you don't have your own way. Then there he was, the vision was taken into where? Prison. In all that, there was no bitterness in the life of this boy. Some of us, little things, we become very bitter, and that kills the dream. Dreamers don't become bitter. Dreamers. So tell your friend, don't be bitter. Bitterness destroys you, the one who is bitter. Not the one you are bitter against. It's like taking poison, expecting the other person to die. So, in the prison, you see the hand of God. That's why I said to every vision, even Joseph didn't know how it was going to happen. But there was an unseen hand to everything that happened. Instead of interpreting it negatively, he saw God's hand 
in it. If you don't see God's hands in things, you will end up somewhere. Do you see God's hand in it? I know. Oh, suffer. Assembly there, me feel there, you. Yeah, I know. Not only your household, everybody's house. Because the Bible itself says it. That in every house there are some, some of those things. Some people don't believe it, but the Bible itself talks about it. So don't worry. My house, too, there are some. Your house, there are some. Zechariah 13, verse 6 says that, look, he said, where from this wound? He said, the wounds are from where? He said, and one will say to him, what are these wounds between your arms? Then he will answer, those with which I was wounded in where? In the house of what? My friend, not my enemy. Uh-huh. Eh? <laughs> Madame Fufier, Meanwhile, real and proper friends, according to Proverbs chapter 17, 17, says that a real friend, a friend loves at what? All times. And a brother is born for adversity. A friend loves at what? So no matter some people no, you don't know. People make friends for reasons. If they know they are going to get something from you, some people can calculate and become your friend. Those friends, when you lose what you have, the reason why they are becoming friends, they will cease to be your friend. So when you are taking friend, look at the friend who will love at all times. When I am in trouble, that is when you need friends. When everybody has rejected you, that is when friends can be by you. Amen. In your difficult times, friends will come close. Friends will tell you the truth. Do you have one that can tell you the truth which nobody can tell you? Do you have one when in spite of everything about your life, if everybody says, oh, you are bad, they say, I will stand by you and help you out of it. Do you have one when you lose your job, you lose your position, and your name is in the media everywhere being destroyed? They don't want to come close to you. Do you have one who can come and say, in spite of this, I want to encourage you. I am still standing with you. Look, this storm will be over. This storm will be over. This storm will be over. Do you have a friend like that? Fair weather friends. (laughs) Do you have a friend? When, God forbid, sickness hit you down, and nobody wants to come close to you. You become a burden. You have a friend who always come there and encourage you. And not be tired of you. 
These are the friends. If you are making a friend, this is what you need. Everyone needs a friend. Because a friend loves when? Not a friend that always gets offended with little things. Small thing, a friend will take you. It will spread everything you told him. Friends, how many of you don't have friends here? You can't lift your hands. How many have a real friend I'm talking about? Great. So few too. So some of you in the middle. So what are you? Psalm 55, verse 12 to 14 says that it is my, oh my God, Kabaru, his brothers, for it is not an enemy who what? Who reproaches me? Then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me. Then I could hide from him. But the one close, like someone said, but that is not it. It is inside. It is not wearing a dress. Joseph went through all this. Joseph is too strong. And in prison, he was put into dungeon. Being destroyed. No hope. The brothers sold him when he became a servant. You are either going to remain a perpetual servant or you are either waiting for one day when the king is angry, he wants to kill somebody, say, bring this guy and let him kill him. So your life is not stable. You are not, you are not a property. It's a prisoner. Not a citizen prisoner, but a slave prisoner. Why? Because he stood for the right. Sometimes when we stand for right things, we sometimes lose. Sometimes even in your office, you want to stand for the right thing, you become a bad person. In politics, if you want to do the right thing, you may lose. Huh? Some of you, even if you want to stand by the truth, you will not be promoted. Because they know when they promote you and put you there, you will destabilize their arm. They are schemes. They don't want you to come and become a cantankerous person in the middle there. They want to do this, then you are dead. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this guy. No, 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 no. 
So there, sometimes there is a dear price to pay. But some people should risk it, like Joseph. The Christians should risk it that we are not going to be corrupt. We will go hungry. But one day they will look for you. Joseph carried the dream, but the dream was in prison. Eventually, Joseph, the dream, the dreamer, the gift in him cannot be imprisoned. How many know that? Look, they can imprison your body, but your brain, nobody can imprison it. They are thinking there's no prison that can keep anybody's brain. You cannot put a handcuff there. But freedom of thinking. That one, nothing can limit it. The only person that can stop it is you. You can't stop me from thinking. So if there's a gift in you, you yourself can be in prison. But your gift can never be imprisoned. The only person that can imprison that gift is you. So in the midst of that, somebody was thinking, how can this gift come out in prison? Because that is not where dreams should be interpreted. Prisons are not the place to talk about dreams. Dreams are talked about in palace. Because they're the one that executes dreams, not in prison. But he was there, and when God chooses you, and God blesses you, and there's a gift in you, God will surely bring it. So I don't know what happened. God brought some two men, orchestrated, that those two men, the king was not there, he wasn't happy. He said, You, hey, take that guy, go and put him there. Hey, take this one, go and put it there. Small thing, say, Go and put them in prison. And where they put them was where Joseph was. It was all orchestrated by divine God. Joseph did not know. And one day, Joseph was sitting down. I love that. The people were very quiet and he knew there was something wrong. Joseph also had a heart for people. He's able to discern when people are sad. And he asked, oh, he said, I have a dream. And Joseph, so he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of, custody of his Lord's house, saying, why do you look so sad today? Sometimes people's countenance can tell you what they're going through. Some of us are not sensitive to people's countenance at all. When they're happy, everybody should be happy. When somebody comes to church, quiet. He's not like that. He's very exuberant, very happy. And you see him, he's very, that day, very sad. So, children, hold on. It's too long. But he wanted to know that why are you sad? We have been here together here. I've been giving you encouragement. Why do you have to be sad? 
and once said, I have a dream. He too had a dream in prison. There's one who had a dream outside, and there's one who had a dream in prison. So everywhere, that's why I said, dreams cannot be in prison. Hey, you can dream, dream, dream. Dream and dream, keep on dreaming. <laughs> Nobody can arrest you for dreaming. He said, I had a dream that he told. He said, what's the dream? He told me the dream. He said, look, it won't be long. They will take you and you'll be released. And when the other person had uh, it, maybe he was pretending as if nothing had happened. So he too, he said, hey, I too had a dream. <laughs> One was sad about the dream and he managed to get into the heart of that one. And when he interpreted that it was nice, the guy said, hey, me too, I had one. He said, okay. He said his to, he said, I for you. <laughs> he told the truth. You two, three days, you'll be taken. And they'll, yeah, one, you, they'll preserve you so that you go ahead of me and tell that there's a dreamer in prison. <laughs> You, you are gone. So he went three days exactly what it, the two things happened. To give that man confidence that Joseph can interpret dream. Because the two is not one chance dream. The two people he had a dream about, they all came to pass. People, somebody can make guess for one person, but he cannot guess for two people. So it is all for him. He said, yes, exactly what was said, this one was killed. Exactly what was said, I am released. But when he went, Joseph also was, was in hurry to come out. He said, when you go, do what? Remember me. How many of you have, people said, I will remember you and they forgot about you. <laughs> that is the human nature. Human nature, when they are happy, they can give you promises. How? Look, when I get to the presidency, you people, you you don't have a problem again. Let him get there. You, oh, prophet, if God said, you become somebody here in my church, say, oh, prophet, God has said I'll become a president one day. The day I become president, prophet, you, hmm, the way how I won't put my hope in you. <laughs> At least somebody said, fear delegate and God. Another person said, fear politician and God. <laughs> Shake him. They were taken. The man forgot. See, when you start enjoying, you forget about everybody. Those who play or what with. Once you get up, now you are a golf man. It's Chaskele. <laughs> Africa Chaskele. 
serious. One milidu. Two milidu. <laughs> three milidu. Now, this day, you don't need three milidu. Now, you are being elevated. So, you've moved from the Ludu people to chess. You put it down there. The queen. This. You look at it, and now you, know how to, you don't want to calculate. They go, how are you? Oh, come on, let's press your eyes. Me, this Ludu is for unintelligent people. <laughs> now you are intelligent. <laughs> so they meet you, you meet even their friends. Sometimes you, you, you call them, they won't take your phone. They, they won't take the call. But when they were in need, every second you call, they're happy. They will call you. After being elevated, phone, bah! out of coverage area, you will call and call and call, and someone you are disturbing, they'll block you. You meet them, you greet them as if they've never met you before. They make their face straight as if the man at Kualibu. The statue there. On the Position have changed. So friends who have changed. The man forgot. But God remembered him. Look, even if your pastor forget you. God will remember you. Finally, he was then taken to the house. The king had a dream. God himself remembered him. He made the king have a dream. And the dream the king had. And then it came to pass at the end of the full years. At the end of what? So there is a full years. There's a year that might be full, that might be complete. Sometimes your miracle and your dreams and where you have to be, there is a time attached to it. If that time is not in, you can maneuver, you can do this, you can do everything, you won't get there. But when that time comes, God will remember you. No man, no sister can keep you. Then, at the end of the full years, that Pharaoh had a dream, and behold, he stood by the river. Suddenly, they came up of the river, seven cows, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the middle. Then, behold, seven other cows came up upon them out of the river, ugly, small, like me, and stood by the other cows of the bank of the river. And the, the smaller, ugly ones, cows, ate up the seven fine-looking and fat cows. So Pharaoh awoke. He had a second dream. Now, if you have a dream and you don't understand it, why do you get worried? So, when a dream is from God, 
You don't need anybody to ask for interpretation. God will trouble the king and that person until he comes to you. If you don't have that interpretation, you will never be at peace. Dream from God will not always die, will always kick you. So when you dream and some cow is chasing you, and then you sleep, eh? don't worry. Then the king, he slept and he dreamed again. Okay, then he wanted interpretation. He looked for people who would interpret it and nobody could interpret it. Now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled. See, his spirit was troubled. See, God knows how to trouble people's spirit. His spirit was troubled because what came out to him is spiritual. And he sent and called for the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. Because he has, for Pharaoh, for he has, God has locked the interpretation from the magicians and from all the soothsayers and from all the people. He locked, sometimes God makes sure that he will lock the understanding of the thing. So they couldn't, and the man was getting desperate. Then somebody, then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I remember, because he forgot. I remember my fault this day. He said, he remember what? Look, they will remember their fault. <laughs> there is a day, don't do, let God himself fight the battle. He said, I remember my fault this day. I should have told you that there is someone there, deliverer inside there, who can help us, but I have forgotten because of Tofi. <laughs> you know Tofi? What is it? Take it tail. Give you small thing, then you forget. I remember. And he said, now there was a young Hebrew man with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man, he interpreted according to his own dream. It's not somebody who generalized the meaning of dream. Shall also die, Also die, It's not a general type. <laughs> there are some that can give general interpretation. But this man, he interpret according to each one. So your dream has a specific meaning for you. So there's only one man who can tell you that, and I can bear witness to that. Then they went in, the prisoner, the gift, the man they have imprisoned, and it came to pass just as he interpreted for us. So it happened. He restored me to my office, and he hanged him. So two of us 
I was restored, and the other person was. When the Holy Spirit speaks, sometimes the Spirit of God was in him. Sometimes it might look, hey, if I tell them, they will go three days, and they don't go three days. He had the Spirit of God. He had the understanding of what God is saying. And when God speaks, me, when God speaks, I don't joke with it. I don't joke with it. I say, I remember. I think last week or last two weeks, I was there. There was a place. And there's a syndrome in my village called no water syndrome. They said there's no water table there. Isn't it? Jacob's story came to me. And Isaac's story came to me that Isaac duck the well. So I told who is that? Who is that? I said, go with some people there. Let them go and dig. Amen. On the land they give to us. We'll get water. Hey. When they dug it, water Different machines have come to survey from that area to, it's a vast area. They set that place nowhere. They've come to dig many places, they didn't get it. This one. A lot of water, that was not even the first place. Where the, the second place where they think is likely not to get it, that was the place. Seventy liters a minute. That's right. God's spirit goes beyond the human understanding. That is why we need to depend both on God. Joseph felt within him. This is the meaning. He didn't fear. They brought him and exactly what the guy said, he was able to interpret it. Eventually, next week, you'll hear, I'll continue with this. There are certain qualities that can help you to get your destination. And I will talk about it uh, linked to Joseph. I want everybody to get to his destination. God has a plan for us. A plan of good and not of evil. That he might bring us to where? You see, God has a plan and a purpose for every one of us. Whether you know it or you don't know it, he still has a plan for you. I believe in this world that nobody comes to this world without anything. God has a purpose for each one. Sometimes the problem is that we don't find our purpose and we walk through the life and they say we are useless. We are not. Satisfaction comes when you find the will of God for your life and you do it. Satisfaction is not in money. Satisfaction is not having many degrees. 
But satisfaction is knowing what God wants to use you for and you doing it and living this well. I pray that every church member will find a purpose for his life or her life. That every church member, by the grace of God, God will help us to get to our destination. It doesn't matter how many enemies, wars, holes, slavery, prisons that are awaiting you, we will still get to our goal. And I believe that this church, what God brought us to this world to come and do, nothing can stop us. God, he himself has said, I will build my church and what? The gate of what? Hell shall not what? Prevail against us. The only thing I fear is within. He didn't give us assurance that the within people cannot. He said the gate of hell, which is outside the church. If anybody can destroy the church, it is the church. There's no outside force. I'm saying it again. No outside force can stop the church. It is the within church. Ourself can destroy ourselves. But an outside forces, Jesus having given them the power to destroy the church. So let us stand together, especially Holy Ghost Temple, and work together towards one goal and one purpose. We have come with